the blast from our past network. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Cartwright! Cartwright! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a regifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back to back because we are loving it and you love it. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And I'm loving it too. Yeah, baby. Today we are talking Season 9, Episode 19. This is on our free feed. If you guys are digging this stuff and you want more Cartwright in your life, go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Cartwright. For $1, you can get all the other episodes that you're missing. And for just $4 more, you can get Curb Your Enthusiasm, which Adam and I will keep uh, working on even when this series is done. Exactly. Exactly. we still got quite a few seasons of Curb to go through. right, so... Season 9, episode 19, The Maid. It first aired April 30th, 1998. Corma Man, could you please give us that synopsis? Of course. The Maid. Not to be confused with the Red Dot episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry dates his maid, blurring the lines between courtship and prostitution. George gets an unwanted nickname at the office. Kramer's girlfriend moves downtown. Elaine resents her new phone number's area code. Ah, uh, that last part. <laughs> That's no longer applicable in 2022. No, her. it's almost like her entire storyline fell to shit <laughs> rewatching it, uh, just, you know, 20 plus years later. Yep. <laughs> but you know, it didn't. Huh. T-bone, baby. <laughs> T-bone. T-bone. All right, we're going to start things off. Jerry and George, they're at Monk's. George, you know, yeah, as you said, you kind of. Not liking his name anymore. He wants to change things up. And, and, and I like how Jerry starts it off. He's like, is this the suicide talk or the nickname yeah. talk? Because implying Jerry's had the suicide talk with George before. Mm-hmm. It's the nickname talk. He wants to be called T-Bone. Well, he doesn't even have a T in his name. Why not uh, G-Bone or G-Bone. G-Spot? <laughs> That's made up. <laughs> That's a myth. <laughs> oh, George. And I love Jerry's like, the ladies are going to love T-Bone. Uh-huh. So. All right. Uh, I, I like that, you know, that was a nice little silly, uh, you know, 
opener, but it also does tie in, of course. So it yes. works out well. And I think we can at this point, yeah, all oh, agree that the that's the the best way to do it is is almost like a a hidden a cold hoping with a hidden uh, yeah. agenda with the episode, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right, at the apartment, Jerry and Elaine are there talking about his voice loss because of some rodeo show, and he had to just yell so loud. Did you watch the behind the scenes? Was there any reason as to why he actually didn't have a voice? There was no behind the scenes, and on IMDb, there was no mention of his voice in it. I thought the exact same thing as you. This has to be something that was worked into the plot and not, like, I don't know. Because how do you, like, mimic for an entire episode, like, your voice being hoarse like that? And, And why would you do it, you know? I assume that his voice was gone, the actor Jerry, and they had to kind of just make this, and it's not even a plot line, it's just a little thing that he mentions about the rodeo. Yeah, I mean, definitely they just added it. I'm looking even on on Wikipedia, it just says Seinfeld's voice was hoarse during filming to the point where some of his dialogue had to be re-recorded in post-production. Okay, Um, so they actually ADR'd some of it too, okay. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, well, regardless, that implies that it was actually Jerry's voice in real life was hoarse. Well, it was obvious. It was yeah. obvious. Why the fuck else did they do it? Because why it else made would no you do that? Yeah. No sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because the rodeo thing had nothing to do with anything besides just explaining away his voice. Curious if he did like a concert or something in between. And I doubt. Maybe. I doubt they do. He sets anything up for for when they were, you know, record and everything. Uh-huh. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, no idea. It just kind of sucks that it's, you know, his voice isn't great on, like, the the last few episodes of, you know, mm-hmm. before the end of the series. Yep. Uh, all right, he has a maid who's just finishing things up, and the maid is kind of cute. Not gonna oh, lie. yeah. Oh, yeah, Play- of course. It's played. She's played by Angela Featherstone, who a lot of people know her from The Wedding Singer. Um, mm-hmm. She was also a, kind of a small part on Friends, sort of semi-recurring occasionally. Okay. Uh, but Wedding Singer is sort of where I always know her from. It's it's those eyes of hers. Yeah, so. Are, um, are you a big Wedding Singer fan? It's fine. Okay. I also saw that she was in Con Air. I like Con Air better. Okay, I do too. So, <laughs> I'm not yeah. a big Wedding Singer fan. Myra yeah. is. That's, the, that's okay. why I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Elaine, though, I do like how she sees them kind of looking at each other. I, I do enjoy this shot. She's just chewing gum right next to Jerry, and she's just smiling. And he's like, what the fuck? And she, she just knows. She knows they were flirting. She knows what's going to happen. And I do like how Elaine sees the downfall of all of this from yeah. right now, from pretty much right here. And that's mm-hmm. the best part of Elaine this episode. Yep. Uh, Kramer comes in. He apparently has a girlfriend who is moved to downtown New York. Oh, and it's so far away. Uh, and Kramer's, you know, also needs to use a fax machine. And he's set up that they're going to send faxes to Elaine, who doesn't have a fax machine. And so, uh, you know, it was like, what? I can't believe it. But he, he doesn't have one. Why did he just send it to a number that he doesn't know how to fax machine or not? I he mean, he's getting dumber. I'm not going to lie. He's getting dumber. And these last few episodes kind of bothering me about Kramer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, this one didn't necessarily bug me. It's, to me, it was more of a Kramerism because he he does. I can see how he, he would think that she has one, but you're not wrong in that. I think Kramer has gotten dumber over the course of the series, and mm-hmm. maybe that's something we will discuss in the series wrap up uh, at the end of everything. Okay. But I do too. I like it better when Kramer's a bit smarter, well, or I, I guess yeah. more like normal. I, I don't know. 
No, I mean, I like it when he does his wacky shit, but he comes out on top, kind of. Yeah. You know, when he's still, like, he's usually, or he used to at one point, was, like, kind of proven right, or he was right about some weird circumstances, and through his wackiness, his his plan kind of came together. Um, here, he's just, he's just dumber. Hey, here, he's just a nuisance. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, at Kruger's Industrial Smoothing, George... He is uh, actively trying to make that nickname stick. He orders a T-Bone. Love that. T-Bone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's obviously trying to get called that. But the guy next to him is like, you know what? That sounds pretty good. I'll get one of those, too. And Kruger <laughs> jumps all over it. He's like, oh, yeah, maybe we should call this guy T-Bone. And so he gets the <laughs> nickname stuck. George, of course, falls in his face. You love that. Love to I, see that. I do love that. Yep. Uh, Elaine gets home. And she uh, answers the phone that she was getting a call. And it's that old dial-up fax noise. All that shit. Ha, ha, ha. Um, I get it. I understand. I remember those noises. Yeah, yeah, I do too. (laughs) And honestly, as much as, like, you know, the Elaine stuff, I don't love this episode and everything. I I actually thought this scene was very well like put together. So she hears the yeah. voice, you know, that thing, and then she listens to the 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 playback of all the fifty-seven messages that she has. Each one of them's exactly the same. There, she well, skips it, except for one George. Hey, yeah. it's George. And then she skips that without Skip even it. skipping a beat. And I was like, that was good. That was good. And then she starts to walk away, and then the phone rings again, and she's like, I know. She knows what it's gonna be, but she's not gonna answer it. And then you know what? Yeah, she answers it, and of course, it's the fucking noise. It's, so it's, it's and she's like, kind of, it gets her and everything. Yeah, I just, I think this scene was okay. like perfectly like comedic and, and well played. But yeah. you know, I don't like wh- how we sort of got there and and what Elaine does with it later and all that kind of stuff. But this scene was fun. Okay, I agree, absolutely agree. So, all right, uh, Jerry's maid uh, is about to leave at the end of the next time that she's over, and they start making out, which Elaine. <laughs> walks in right at that moment and you know when they're done she's just massive shit-eating grin on her face it's gonna love it (laughs) yeah so but yeah she's like all right and uh yeah she just knows she knows it's all gonna blow up yep and i I like how he jerry's trying to like sort of justify it and everything and she's like yeah there's all right all right all right sorry no, I, I noted that too because it's like Jerry's all right, and she did it. Uh, Elaine did it, but uh, she Jer- Elaine goes. There's nothing more sophisticated than diddling the maid and then chewing some gum. <laughs> yeah, so she, I don't. It, it it kind of even made me think about you know oh what's better than sitting around uh, and just <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> chewing some gum with your butt with your buddies, whatever it was. So, all right, uh, Kramer comes in. Yes, his girlfriend uh, has officially moved, and he has ordered restaurant menus. That's what's happening. Why Elaine is getting. All of these facts every fucking 30 seconds. And she does the noise in his ear. And I'm like, ha I get it. But it's also dated. Very dated. Just, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And of course, the Kramer and his girlfriend thing, you and I have talked many a times about dating in L.A. This yeah. whole thing felt like a dating in L.A. storyline. Doesn't mean it's not applicable to New York. I just don't oh, personally yeah. know, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't understand that situation, but I can relate to it because... 
the people who lived in L.A. hated going to the Valley, and people yep. in the Valley hated going down to L.A., and probably the same thing. People in Santa Monica didn't want to go all the way over to, like, you know, West Hollywood or yep. L.A. Everything had its own fucking corner, and it was just the end of the world to try and go over there. When, honestly, it only takes, like, 30 minutes. It's not that bad. No much longer than any other time area to get to in LA. I, I love how you're like, it only takes 30 minutes, but you, you and I both know that also means 30 minutes for like a seven mile drive. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, but all right. So Elaine to fix the situation has a phone guy come over and he has a very interesting inner monologue. I, did, I loved it. Did you? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't like it until the follow-up later. Okay. 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 So, so the we'll, beginning, I, at the beginning, the first part, I was like, "That's kind of weird." Now, granted, I I could not uh, not say particularly relate, but everyone has these weird thoughts yeah. in their heads. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, she, I cut you off, so I didn't. You, we didn't say oh, what yeah. it was actually. Yeah, yeah. So she's basically, would anyone notice if this guy just disappeared? You know, <laughs> what what if I just killed him right now or something like that? She grabs a candlestick yeah. as if she's gonna <laughs> do it. So uh, she ends up getting a new number, and it's a six four six. Oh, my God. That's the worst thing ever. She she doesn't want a 646. She wants a 212, which is what they had. Remember when that was an issue? I don't know if it was ever an issue because I remember when our numbers got the area code added to them. And I think I was in middle school or elementary school. And I was just like, okay, so now we just dial 301 in front of it. Okay. Didn't didn't see what the big deal was as a kid. But apparently if you're living in New York, it was a big deal. Maybe well, because it was an indicator of where in the city you were. So it kind of let people know, again, going back to the whole not going too far. Or something? Yeah, well, also, at this time, there probably were still long-distance charges. Because uh, yeah, at one point, they talk go. about, oh, do I have to dial a one in That's... front of it? So there's long-distance charges because it's long-distance. But once they started doing it in the same city because there were too many people, they would get rid of that kind of stuff. And, you know, they would allow – but still, I, that's my only guess as to why it's that big of a deal. Now – it, who cares? None of this shit matters. None of us has fucking landlines anymore. And I still have my Los Angeles number. Um, and I moved from Denver and then back to LA and then back to Georgia. And so, you know, what does it matter? None of it matters. I'm probably never going to get rid of my fucking LA number because no. I like it and I've, I I don't have to do anything else. I've already got it. <laughs> yep. And I've had my Maryland uh, number all through LA yeah. and there now in Oregon, I still have, I'm still rocking a 301 area code, uh, baby. <laughs> see, I did. Uh, so I had a, a cell phone before going to LA, but I did because I was, you know, going out for production yeah, jobs. I they kind of tell you, hey, make it seem like you're local. Yeah. And so yeah. now I'm sure it wouldn't matter who wouldn't mean shit. But at the time, you know, still in 2008, when I moved out, have that air of hey i'm local i got an la number so. yeah no i i totally understand that I, I see that yeah yeah so all right uh at the apartment oh oh but but I, but what the the conversation she has with him because she's mm. pleading with him to not you know give her that oh. new number and yeah. and he you know he kind of doesn't budge and she's like you know I could have, you know, killed you or something like that. I like how he's like, and I could have killed you. And they kind of have that look at each other. I enjoy it, but you're right. It is the first half to an, an, a full joke that'll get the payoff uh, in another scene. Yes. Yeah, that joke, that is my favorite joke of her storyline because nothing else falls anymore. Um, I, I can understand them, but the fax machine noise doesn't land anymore. No. This area code noise, area code stuff doesn't land anymore. The... Killing a random person? Sure, that's always funny. That's always great. <laughs> hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. 
And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. <laughs> At the apartment, uh, Kramer is watching a show and he's on the phone with his girlfriend. Uh, you know, reminiscent of like doing a Zoom date or, you know, being on the phone watching the same guy. I think that's a sure because um, like they're long distance dating. Yeah. I long distance dated. Yeah. So I get it. That kind of shit happens. Uh, George comes in. No T-bone. He did not get the T-bone. Oh, I like how Kramer goes to the bathroom. Jerry grabs the phone and is like, nope, um, Matilda or whatever her name is uh-huh. stays here. But you, you never meet her. Uh, but when I do like when George comes in, you hear from Kramer from the bathroom going, hey, is that T-bone? <laughs> Why not T-bone? Why not T-bone? <laughs> so, didn't happen. Uh, George learns that Jerry is sleeping with the maid. I like his line. Hmm. I've done that, (laughs) which I think is a definite callback to the cleaning lady from the red dot. Obviously. Yep. Uh, So uh, Jerry, though, huh? Do you ever eat ostrich burger? Uh, oh, it's like a weird competition-y thing. And yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Me too. And George remarkably came on out on top on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Have you ever had an ostrich burger? I maybe once at Fuddruckers. Yeah, Fuddruckers is the only place I know of that had ostrich burgers. Oh. Yeah, I think I had one there once. Not going to lie. I, I always enjoyed a Fuddruckers burger. Not going to lie. I would solid, take, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not going to lie. Part two. I'll take a beef burger over an ostrich burger oh. any day. Oh, absolutely. There's there's a reason. I've never had an ostrich burger. I have had ostrich jerky. Uh, but yeah, Fuddruckers. Was, I read the last Fuddruckers I went to was actually in Los Angeles. The one there in Burbank? One, no, there was one uh, in the Sherman Oaks Arclight. Okay. And, and okay. we got food there before a movie one time. Yep. Last one I've been to was in LA. It was at the Burbank one. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so Elaine is talking to this guy and she wants to give him her number and uh, he gets immediately turned off by the 646 because he mentions, do I have to dial one? And she has this weird explanation for it. It's they just tripled the numbers and then added one to the middle. <laughs> it's she's trying to justify, you know, him calling her. But again, outdated joke. None of this shit would matter anymore today. And so I at least I at least understood it. Now, younger kids wouldn't get this at all. And also, not really realistic, because I don't think a guy would turn down, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Elaine, or most any women, you know, like, guys, just the way guys are for, for an area code like that. Um, I'll just say, the guy was played by Marcus Flanagan. I just felt, I just looked him up. Mm. Uh, I didn't recognize anything, but he's been fucking working constantly, to the point where he's oh. on that new show, The Rookie, with uh, Dave Philly, uh, Dave Philly, yeah, Nathan, Nathan Philly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's on that okay. show, too. So I was like, ah, good for, for good for you, guy. You've been working. Good for you, Jack. Good for you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. 
George uh, walks uh, or talks to Watkins is the guy's name who is actually who's now called T-Bone. And George is like begging and pleading, you know, trying to get his, you know, him to drop the name uh, T-Bone. Here we cut to Kruger seeing him through a window and George is just flailing his arms and going crazy. And Kruger just has this dialogue. Oh, who does George remind me of? Uh, Coco. Coco the monkey. <laughs> and this is our second. We talked about it. this is our yeah. second Coco reference this season. I mean, what the fuck's up with that? Coco was a big deal, man. A monkey that learned sign language. It was a big fucking deal. I mean, that he shit was like on Time Magazine and shit. <laughs> it was wild. He was a gorilla. Uh, yeah. And so, anyway, yeah, the last time was uh, episode 11 of this one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he gets the nickname Coco. And yeah, not fucking happy about it, of course. No, and and it's funny because I mean him jumping around, he even like jumps and stuff. It's the yeah. the motions that Jason Alexander is doing, as the monkey motions, the gorilla motions are mm. great. I I oh, love yeah. this scene, and I and I do like the joke of it. You cut back to him, and he's crying, and he's like crying. He's like, oh man, fine, you can have the name, just stop crying. And I like how he's like, sorry about the thing I said about your wife. You know, he's yeah. like, I, I didn't mean it essentially, to accept my apologies. And I like how the guy was like, okay, it's fine dude <laughs> yeah uh, at elaine's apartment a uh person passed away and elaine jumps all over it, this old lady and she wants her old 212 number so she can get that and again be you know on the 212 side of things of course at, at jerry's place uh cindy uh is over and you know they obviously must have just had some relations she's the maid but you know he's brought her there for the maid stuff and she just takes the money and leaves really without cleaning Huh. She's basically uh, paying him for sex. As Kramer calls him, you're a John. <laughs> yep. Uh-oh. You're a John. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. This is something he's now freaking out about. Um, all right. At Monks, Jerry and George talk about their situations. And here, I, I don't care how moral you are. If he's only play, paying 40 bucks and he is getting some, fucking clean your own goddamn apartment. It costs way more than to to, to date somebody. 40 bucks a pop is yeah. that's better that's better than hookers. That's better than fucking uh uh like probably real dating cuz you have to pay more for for food and Well stuff. even even George says that. He spent like yeah. 60 bucks last night or whatever on his date and it didn't he didn't get anything out of it. No. George makes a very very compelling argument. Mhm. Yeah. And then but, then the scene plummets in my opinion. Oh god, yes. I mean Kramer comes in with this I heart New York shirt. Well, because um, we're at the back uh, oh, counter, by the well, way. Well, yes, if, he does. Well, yeah, we're in the counter, and then Kramer comes in, and he's like being all touristy because he went and saw his girlfriend in, in downtown. downtown New York, yeah. and he's all, oh, I, I, I you know, because he's from Manhattan. And part of it is because, and same people would probably say thing about LA, um, it's all the same to me. Manhattan, is that not downtown New York? I don't know the difference. <laughs> I don't know the difference, my friend. Truly, yeah. truly do not know the difference. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, the people, I, I mean, I just say I, I'm from, I lived in L.A. I mean, but like L.A. people, I would say, oh, I lived in the Valley. Right, and yeah. And then when, when the L.A. people say that, oh, they're like, oh, then that's not L.A. And I'm like, fuck off, bitch. Yeah. I had, I had someone I know, someone who's not family, but family, well, she's kind of family, family through marriage. Um and she she was like a Echo Park person or Silver Lake kind of person. And we were talking about like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, when I lived in L.A., she was like, oh, yeah, but you lived in the Valley. That's not L.A. I wanted to be like, fuck off, cunt. Not, like, neither is Echo Park then if you want to like well, if you yeah. want to take that. that oh, yeah. She, was, she might have even been Glendale, which Glendale is even not even like it. That Glendale, so, but no, it's all the no. same. It, but but it, all that that's all fucking L.A. I know. I know. I 
I, I'm with you on that. Like, I, sometimes, you know what? I would say, like, maybe Santa Monica. I'd probably make the mm. distinction between Santa yeah. Monica and L.A. Sure. And then that, that has its own but, um, unique flavor. Well, and it's also its own city. Just like yeah. Culver is technically and its own city as well. Burbank is as well. But I would still call Culver L.A., though. Like, if oh, I was God, living in yeah. Culver City, I would still say L.A., you know? Yeah, yeah that's, that's silly. That's silly. She's... She's being a little bit too. Uh, <laughs> well, she's she's always been a pretentious person. Uh, always. <laughs> 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 right. Sorry, just a little personal anecdote. Um, but yeah, so as Corey was kind of alluding to, they're all up at the counter, which is awkward enough as it is. And then there's this whole joke of, well, there's uh, Jerry and George together, and then Kramer comes on one side, Elaine comes on the other, and they're all and at one point they're all kind of like moving back and forth, trying to talk to each other. It's not that hard, people. And it's also just like, eh, it wasn't funny. No, it, it devolves into some kind of like telephone game and Kramer thinks Newman's dead, but it doesn't go anywhere. I yeah. I thought this whole second, I, I liked what George and Jerry discussed at the beginning before everyone sort of came and then the scene devolved. Yeah, yep, very weak sauce. So, all right, uh, at the apartment, George was given a Coco shirt because of his nickname. And uh, he has double zero for at the back. It's not. What's, it's not. It's not for double zero. What's it for, Corey? It's for ooh ooh ah ah. Exactly. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Love Kruger. I just, we all do, man. We all do. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cindy mentions, oh yeah, there's a maid named Coco, and so George wants to get her hired on uh, because Kruger could. He'd never allow for another Coco. He couldn't have two Cocos. So. I, I love how that's where. Kayuger draws the line on things at work. He yeah. normally doesn't care about anything, but two nicknames, only one person at a time with the same nickname, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Like, well, how, yeah, how would he do with people with like this two Steves in the office or right. something? <laughs> but I guess he has to nickname one of them. That's, That's right. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, uh, Cindy leaves and she hasn't been paid. And, you know, they, she's like, where's my money? And he's like, you didn't clean up. Well, I made the bed. I thought that was a girlfriend thing. No, it was a maid thing. Yada, yada, yada. And he's like, well, what was the nap? And the nap was a girlfriend yeah, friend, though. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So there's back and forth. She breaks up slash quits or he breaks up slash fires her or whatever. <laughs> I, I didn't think this was all that funny in general, but it was fine. Yeah. It's fine. Elaine gets so, so Elaine has somebody to come over and actually change the number because she did get it from that dead old lady. And this is a totally different person. And we find out. That the other guy went out on a call, never came back. <laughs> I was like, that's good. That's really good. That's good dark humor right there. Yeah. So he might have been killed by someone. <laughs> um, like this, Elaine, who actually went through it. Yeah. Yeah. This is the best part of Elaine's storyline, other than how yeah. gleeful she was at the beginning of Jerry's impending downfall with this relationship. So Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like those spots. And then a grandson calls, not realizing or not knowing that his grandmother is dead because fuck those parents. I don't get this. Um, and it's also just like, Elaine, why are you playing? I gl I'm glad when she stops playing around with it. But OK, so that's going to be the new setup uh, for this, you know, second half of which the episode, is, which is weird because it's yeah, there's like only 10 minutes left in the episode and she yeah. almost gets like a sort of she almost has like two Storylines like they kind of crammed them together or something. Yeah, at the apartment, Jerry and Elaine play Battleship, 
as they talk about their situations. And I uh, love how Elaine goes, he called six times yesterday, referring to the little kid. He, she goes, what a nightmare it must be to have a real family. And Jerry goes, I wouldn't worry about it, implying that yeah. she'll never have a real she family. And I do enjoy the silliness that, you know, Jerry sinks her battleship and Jerry goes, Elaine. Hmm? <laughs> and she, and she has, she to, has go, to go. <laughs> exactly. Just a splash noise because uh, that's how Jerry plays his battleship. And this, the kind of the smile he gives is, is great. I love it. Uh-huh. Uh, Kramer calls. He's stuck downtown. Oh, no. He uh, he doesn't have any more money and he can't get back. And he's scared. Uh, and he's near the he's a, near the Ray's Pizza, oh, the famous Ray's or original Ray's or original Ray's, famous original Ray's. <laughs> and where is it? is it first and first? How can the same street intersect with itself? <laughs> because I'm at first and first. How does the same street intersect with itself? I must be at the nexus of the universe. I love that. Adam I'm glad does not. Did. <laughs> I, did. I mean, again. Kramer, you know, he used to know stuff. <laughs> he used this, to know stuff. You know what? Okay. Okay, hold on. I love this scene. I think it's hilarious. Okay. But you bring up a good point. The Kramer that we've known for nine years was so, aside from the first episode where he's a fucking shut-in, yeah. after that, he's so knowledgeable about New York. He's such a guy around town is have are we meant to believe this entire time that his sort of like the radius of what he knows mm-hmm. is only sort of limited to where they are? I don't I find that hard to believe. The Kramer that I know or in love mm-hmm. should be able to f- figure out anything in New York. Like th- this yeah. is his town, right? Like again, maybe that's the joke. Maybe there is such a difference between downtown New maybe. York versus Manhattan and all that shit where they were. I don't know. So you, you bring up a good point and never th- thought about it that way before yeah so now so, i'm kind I mean, of conflicted because i find the humor in this to be high but then at the same time the logic is not <laughs> but then Uh-oh. i do love when jerry goes stay alive no matter what occurs i will find you and that is an absolutely a last of the mohicans reference right there it's even weirder with his high hoarse voice yeah yeah and it, you could tell that that stay, hurt him to stay do alive. it alive. i'll find you <laughs> it was weird yeah it was weird but yeah but maybe comical because of that so uh, Jerry, you know, as he's leaving, gets confronted by a guy from the, uh, made to order service and they are playing up the whole thing. Like he's the pimp. I, this fell so fucking flat for me. Um, I did, I didn't find it funny. I see what they were trying to do. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm like, well, why was she like also like, I don't know. I don't know. Was she, a, was she being a hooker or was she being his girlfriend or what? The, I don't know. I, I just didn't make sense. I would, I wish they would have set that kind of thing up earlier. Okay. You know, yeah. I just, it just, it felt, it felt forced to me right here. Yeah. Cause wouldn't it have been better to go through the episode with Jerry trying to figure it out if she was a, a prostitute or not? Oh, that, yes. Ver- versus you know, him yeah. finding out at the end that she is. I would say she is. I'm just going to say she is. Cause the cop knew her name and everything. What that? Oh, that what? I didn't get that. I didn't take that at all. The cop called her out by name when, when Jerry, no, pulls- cause Jerry was talking about Cindy. He, I, I took it that cause he was saying, Cindy, take the money. And I think the cop heard that. And that's uh-huh. why he said that. See, that's I, why I took it. I took it as the cop knew her as one of the local prostitutes in the area and you knew her by name Cindy you know 
I yeah, I did not take that one iota. We'll throw that out while I went out to the fans, okay. uh, the the listeners, guys and gals. Did the was she a prostitute or not? Is it completely you know? Is it proven or not? Your your all's call. Let us know what you think. All right, Elaine keeps talking to the kid. Uh, I do like her little switch at the end, I guess, where she starts coughing. Uh, I'm dead now. Gotta go. So here's what I don't like. Was, did the kid think that he was talking to his actual grandma? Like, how does he not know yeah. what his grandma's voice? Like, all of a sudden, she's 40 years younger sounding. Like, what the fuck? Yep. yep. I mean, that's ridiculous. Even a, he was like, he had to be at least like 10 or 11, I think. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly, but he was probably around that. He sounded like it. By the way, it was voiced, uh, uncredited voice by the kid who played Bobby on so many episodes and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, yes. And so he thought it was, yes, he thought it was his real Grammy uh, or whatever. Gammy, I think is what they call it. And he calls 911 uh, for them. All right. We'll see what happens with that. Jerry sees Cindy on the street here playing the hooker. The cop pulls up. I didn't think it was funny. You you thought I, it, you thought it was interesting. No, okay, I didn't no, think it was funny at all. I just thought it was okay. proof that she was a prostitute uh, because the cop called her out by the name Cindy, and I don't think that I, the cop would have I heard thought, yeah. Jerry talking to her through his through both cars essentially. Well, I, I thought it was a bit that that's what we were meant to believe that he did hear him. So I okay, all right. And then uh, Elaine's place gets busted into by the most fucking idiotic fire department ever. Um, if they're not feeling smoke or anything like that, they wouldn't just kick open a fucking door believing some random kid from a different town uh and then seeing that the uh, like a you know a a 35 year old woman it looks just normal sitting there on the phone or whatever and then almost pretty much gets tackled by the guy like it cuts before anything happens but he's running at her and you know like we'll save you gammy you know type of thing i mean when i was younger i probably didn't mind this but when i'm older i'm just like i this is so stupidly unbelievable. And I, you know, do enough stuff with our fire department that I'm like any fire department that fucking idiotic. They need to be fired. (laughs) How big, how big of a monster squad fan are you? The movie? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen it that one time for our, for our our blast from our past. Okay. Remember when the, the, the army comes at the end because of the kids like note to me, Uh, it it felt like that. And I've always hated, that as well in the monster squad yeah i mean yes they're not gonna come for a four-year-old yeah. kid's note no. you know yeah exactly with so. a tank in monster squad yep meanwhile uh the pimp guy sees kramer and he's like oh you want to you want to make some money see the thing is this is why he's not an actual pimp he's wanting some money he talks about him doing some cleaning stuff well that was a uhf reference uh kramer and kramer michael richards played yeah. a um uh, yeah, the UHF is, yeah, the janitor. And so I think that because he's like, do you know how to squeegee a mop or something like that? I think it was a UHF reference. He loved his mop uh, in that movie. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was. I'm not. I don't believe it. I believe he was a fucking cleaning maid guy or whatever. OK, but sure. Um, not, not saying that it's good, by the way. Me saying that it, it was a possible reference. Yeah, I'm not yeah, defending f- it because I'm, I'm forcing this you. weird, <laughs> forcing this weird pimp or maid cleaning guy. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, I see what's going. I see it. I just don't think it's funny. Yeah, and, and Kramer acting like a lost, you know, person yeah. and stuff like that, and you know, and, yeah. And then George uh, has a tag here over at uh, the next Kruger meeting, and he apparently hires this. Coco as some vice president, Kruger's doesn't whatever he's he allows. Oh, you're hiring people now. He's like, okay, yeah, sure. 
Kruger's like, whatever. <laughs> um, and then he talks to because she's Coco. He can't also be Coco. Somehow here's the name Gammy. And now George gets Gammy. And this was not a funny tag for me. I no. fucking didn't like it at all. No, no, no. Neither did I. Um, personally, I, there's a lot to like, I thought, in this episode. Or I should say the first half of this episode. I think it kind of plummets after that. Uh, I think I did enjoy it when I was watching it, but talking to you about it <laughs> kind of, I mean, I, I can't deny the points that you made, my friend. Um, I, I think I called out the shit that I liked. There were some parts of Lane's storyline that I liked, but most of those also seemed to be in the first half of the episode as well. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the stuff I think I liked about this was in the first half. It's where everything lands that I don't love, even though I, I said I enjoyed... Kramer saying, like, I'm at first and first. I'm at the next of the universe. And I, I like that at the time. But if you start thinking about it, like mm-hmm. we just discussed, Kramer, he, he's too worldly. He's too, he's yeah. New York. Kramer is yeah. New York. So I didn't, I don't buy that. Um, yeah, like trying to figure out whether or not the guy's a pimp or not. It doesn't make the joke funnier with him being like ambiguous about it. It would be funnier mm. if we found out. For sure, that he was just a cleaning person. That's what I think yeah. would have been funny if he was just a cleaning person. Um, unfortunately, that's not where it, it, it lands. Jer- you know, Jerry's storyline was okay. You know, I guess I, I you know, what storyline was great in this one? I don't think any of them. So you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna cut to the chase and say I'm gonna give this two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Did you drop that from your original? Yeah, I dropped it. Uh, actually, I dropped it a whole point. I Ooh, can. Okay. I had it at three. I had a good time, but I cannot deny the well, points that you made, my friend. So okay. I dropped it a whole point because of you, so thank yourself for that. All right. And at the beginning, you're right. Because we were talking about good times the first half, I was like, wow, do I raise this up a point? But I'm sticking true, and I do feel the more the more we got to the points that actually really sucked, and probably because we ended on a sour note, I'm sticking to what I had. This episode did have some moments. The best of them being the failure of the T-Bone turning into Coco. The addition of Gammy was just not good, but I did like the T-Bone failure. Coco at the beginning was good. Um, I like the initial part of the Jerry made thing. I think, you know, yes, if they could have like tied it into, is she actually a hooker or is she not? That would have been a funnier storyline, uh, but it falls apart, falls to stupidity. Kramer's one is just not funny to me. And yes, it's exactly as, you know, I, I can relate enough to it, but Kramer's just gotten too dumb, and I don't like that. And Elaine's, I am almost completely disconnected from now. Not to say I don't understand that time and can't find humor from that time. It's just, it's just, it's a product of its time, well, and it's, it's, it doesn't hold up. And can I say also too, I lived when this was happening, and it wasn't yeah. even a big deal to me then either. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, I try to look back on it with a lens of, like, it doesn't work now, so you have to kind of put yourself back then. I can't even put myself back in those shoes because it's it didn't even affect me then. Okay, fair. What was your score? Two out of five? Two. What? Two. two <laughs> okay. Uh, so, overall, because I just... Ultimately, was left sour and thought this was a weak episode. I'm giving it 1.5 out of 5 dead gammies. There you go. Gammies was my uh, my other one that I was going to go with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, again, 
it's these it's these discussions that I do enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you know, like, do I though? <laughs> because it brought, <laughs> it brought my enjoyment I, down. Yeah. <laughs> you you were on an above average episode. Yeah, I, was, and then... <laughs> I had fun with it, man. I had fun with it. But again, you're not wrong, my friend. So it's all yeah. I can say. That's all I can say. So okay. All right. Well, I mean, I still enjoyed talking this one with you. Um, We are going to have a very interesting discussion, I think, at the next episode, uh, which is going to be the Puerto Rican Day. Maybe one of the most. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's one of the more polar uh, polarizing episodes, because maybe it's just one of the more people like maybe I think a lot of people just decided this is the worst episode period it might be almost not unanimous but it's probably up there well it also it didn't pop up on syndication a lot because it got taken down almost immediately after airing so I don't know if a lot of people have even I don't know if people have even seen this that many times to be honest with you but uh we'll dive into it uh (laughs) super fucking deep next week yes yeah on our uh, on our patreon feed so if you're not part of that Check it out, like I said earlier, patreon.com slash Cartwright. And I mean, yeah, it's going to be a good time talking the Puerto Rican day. That's right. And uh, make sure you check out everything on the BFOP network. Uh, we have action, action, talking back. People don't forget. Uh, Re- Return, revenge, resurrection, mm-hmm. podcasting after dark, blast from our past, and comics underground. Comics underground. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And the runaway hit throwback trivia Woo. takedown. That show is just exploding in the ratings and it's just moving up the charts so guys and gals if you love trivia please go check out throwback trivia takedown adam and uh, john are rocking and rolling over there and of course as always you can find all the links on the bfop network website that's bfopnetwork.com adam take us home with BeefUpNetwork.com. You're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I'm terrible. BeefUp. There you go. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.